It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee Cluck Show. After a one-week break, yeah, we're back. And again, as a quick reminder, always, this is not safe for work and not safe for kids. So if you're a big fan of the radio show, just to let you know, this is not that radio show. We're always good for a good, what, 48 episodes a year? We do all right. Uh, you can stay up to date all things JLNK by heading over to JLNKshow.com. All right, what are we going to do on the podcast today? We're going to talk about exactly, well, why an intimacy coordinator spoil all the good sex scenes, according to one man who has been a part of uh, a, f- a few sex scenes. We'll talk about uh, men who have problems with condoms. We'll talk about the most insulting things that people have said to you. We'll talk about a boyfriend who, according to his girlfriend, gets 100 boners a day. Okay. We'll go through a vocabulary list for your non-monogamy terms. We'll talk about the things that people find in other people, and we'll talk about, uh, well, we'll talk about a rugby star who had a bit of a rough go of it with his girlfriend and his teammate. But first, we'll begin. Warren Cluck, he is a known pornography addict. There are no boundaries to the things that he will masturbate to on the internet when his wife is away running errands. You know, I've quit even fucking fighting this at this point. Say whatever you want. I don't care. Paint me to be all kinds of fucking deviant. He is constantly <clears throat> fiddling with his wiener to things that he sees yeah. online. See? What's the point of even fighting it? He is an addict. <laughs> How do you tell if you're a porno addict? According yeah, to the to American... Work, if you go to work and then somebody at work gets everybody you know that's ever met you to call you an addict, like that makes you feel like an addict even though you're not. Fiddles with his penis, <laughs> always, while yeah. he's looking at the internet. He can't stop staring into the abyss of the internet and getting hard and I, dealing with it, beating himself into submission. I notice now he even does it when he's looking at barstool sports. <laughs> uh, Porn is more mainstream than ever. 73... 73% of women, <laughs> hey, 78% of women and 98% of men admit to using pornography at least once over the last six months. And those are the ones who admit to it. Hey, 73% of women, that's pretty all right. And 98% of men. <laughs> well, COVID uh, was ruling the world a couple of years ago. It's not a leap to think that the numbers may have jumped a bit because of that. And that also goes hand-in-hand with porno addiction, a term that is recognized by the American Psychiatric Association. It was pretty wild. Remember when we were kids, even like in the 90s, like, you know, porno was never something you bragged about having or like, you know, if you were accused, like, he looks at porno mags all day, you're a weirdo, but now that it's on the internet and like everyone's got a phone, it's not even a big deal. He's a porno weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, see, it's almost impossible to be a porno weirdo these days. Here's some signs, according to the American Psychiatric Association, that you may be a porno addict. The dreaded porno. Pierno. Do you desire to watch video? Oh, does your desire to watch video supersede your desire for safety? I don't know what that means. Does that mean safety? Does that mean the house is on fire, but you refuse to get up (laughs) till it's over? Are you risking watching it at work in a parking lot while picking up the kids from school? Okay, well, if, yeah, if, hey. you're, if you're watching it anywhere, you can get in trouble for watching it. Then yeah, you got a fucking problem. I like this example. 
or the middle of your Bob Evans breakfast, <laughs> you might have an issue that needs dealt with. Uh, excuse me, I didn't hear. What did you say? Uh, excuse me, sir. Can I interrupt your porno to put your plates of moons up or my hammy in front of you? Did you want links or patties? You're like, I'm sorry, what was that? Sir, sir. Are you neglecting your responsibilities? <laughs> if you're putting off tasks or flat out forgetting your responsibilities because you're too busy watching the porno, then you might be an addict. I mean, I know that porno addiction is a real thing, but you could you imagine it's costing you things like work? Hey, it says it are you, your, you've got to you've got to watch it when you're out to eat. Are your budgets blown? There's oh, so much seriously. free porn out there, but people are still paying to get their specific fixes. If your porn budget is blowing, uh, if if your porn wow. budget if your porn budget is blowing past your means, it's time to get things in check. I wouldn't even know how to spend money on porno, like other than OnlyFans and a premium like hub subscription. Those are the only two things I can even think of. Sounds like you do not <laughs> spend money on porno. Hey, hey me, can't imagine. <laughs> Name's two specific ways I could do it. That sounds exactly like how you spend more money on porno. Yeah, okay. But I, I, I can't imagine you can't imagining that you wouldn't know no, how to I, spend no, money would, on porno. No, I would never spend money on porno. Yeah, okay. Real? No, no, because I'd be afraid one day my wife would find out and she'd go, of course you're spending money on porno. Real life. Amazing. You have money to spend on porno. There are so many projects to do around the house. See? Well, I got to learn how to fix a sink, so I have to watch plumber videos. <laughs> Turns out, unlike this house, plumbers out there are getting mad pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All I get is mad. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I want to fish the basement so I can fill it with black leather couches. <laughs> if your real-life sex is suffering, there's no such thing as a porn that's better than a real-life situation. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't be with the one you love... <laughs> love the one you with! <laughs> you need broadband with. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some pretty outrageous things over the years. <laughs> <laughs> clearly look better than what I've been doing. <laughs> you know, I've uh, way, way back in the day had some less than satisfactory sexual experiences. That like, well, I mean... Excuse me, ma'am. Have you seen the fucking internet? Because <laughs> it's going to blow your mind. There's some shit going on there. Maybe you should familiarize yourself with. How to tell if you're a porn addict. Oh, my God. Do you feel like you have no control? It may be like that. You'd like to stop for a while, but you can't do it. If going cold turkey on porn is a problem for you, then it's a bigger problem than you thought it was. Wow. I never put those two words together. Cold turkey and porno. You know, I saw this porno once with some cold turkey. I just couldn't imagine having it be that problem where, like, you're at Bob Evans waiting for your meal. You're like, well, I'll just That's view, my some, favorite part. view some porno. We've talked about it on the show before. Guys, guys will get caught on the airplane watching porno all the time, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen videos of dudes doing that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you always read stories on the internet of people who like accidentally connect their Bluetooth somewhere else in the house and bust themselves. Yeah. Uh, all right, speaking of uh, filth uh, on the screen, his name is Sean Bean. I have no idea who this guy is, but it says he was on Game of Thrones. Hey, he's Ned Stark. Uh, which one is Ned Stark? The guy who gets his head cut off in like the first episode. Gross! 
Well, 63-year-old Ned Stark, he's he been on also, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was in The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings or whatever. Okay, so he's super nerdy, but evidently he gets laid a lot in his movies. He was in Lady Chatterley's Lover. Oh, Lady Chatterley's Lover. That's just... He knows, he knows how to get around a sex scene. And then he, he says something in here that... I don't know, man. Now, it makes keep me in uncomfortable. Mind, keep in mind, when he was on Game of Thrones, he was like just barely out of his 40s into his 50s. Well, he's 63 now. And he hates the intimacy coordinators that they have on movie sets now. And then he says something that'll make you uncomfortable. We'll get to that. He says the intimacy coordinators, which we learned, are people that help, you know, choreograph the sex scene well, they, and help they started, make it, uh, you know, a more comfortable experience for everyone. Yeah, they came about during the Me Too movement. They wanted to make sure that everything was, you know, above board and everyone was comfortable and didn't feel like they were being made to do something they didn't want to do. Well, this dude has a problem <laughs> hey, with it. And to speak out against that is a bold take, Ned Stark. I'll tell you, man, he's he really says something here. Uh, and I don't know how to take it, but it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Ned Stark says, "I I think the natural way the natural way that lovers behave would be ruined by bringing someone right in down to the technical exercise." He says, uh, "He says the Lady Chatterley's movie was spontaneous. It was a joy. We had good chemistry between us. We were following the story." The interviewer then reminded Sean Bean, Ned Stark's. <laughs> Ned Flanders <laughs> Oakley Doakley <laughs> They reminded The reviewer reminded Sean Bean that intimacy coordinators Are there to protect people from any Sexual misconduct Sean Bean responds and I quote I suppose it depends on the actress <laughs> I, don't, I don't know What he means by that but that, hey, that makes me uncomfortable his, He snapped his fingers and said Hey Intimacy, intimacy coordinators uh, use a number of tools to keep actors and actresses comfortable and modest during filming of racy hey, scenes. Do they take a ruler and jam between like, leave a little space for Jesus? Yeah. They use nipple covers, strapless thongs, and so-called modesty pouches. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Oh, what I think that's like a, uh, what do they call that? It, uh, is that what you put your peener into? <laughs> Is that what it is? A modesty pouch? Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. have something. You it's know. something that buckles down your, your heart on so you're not yeah. like jamming it into somebody. Okay. I'm sorry I poked you. I'm sorry about that. Are you awake, though? I'm just checking <laughs> to see if you were awake. Pardon my modesty pouch. <laughs> do you need a modesty pouch? I do not. Don't worry about it. Advice for men who have problems with condoms. Buy a modesty pouch. <laughs> They say uh, the go-to form for sexual protection for dudes has always been the condom, all right? Uh, sometimes they're not always uh, exactly what you want, but, you know, it's still a necessity. If you have problems with condoms, here's what, here are the most common problems <laughs> is with it, condoms. Is it problems like what, like fit, or you're just like, I'm against them? Well, fit is number one. We've all seen videos of people putting condoms over their heads and their arms. Oh, it says, but that doesn't do much to help the guy who's generously endowed. Wait a minute. I just saw a motherfucker put it over his arm. <laughs> How generously endowed are you? <laughs> uh, I saw fucking Howie Mandel put it over his head and blow it up while he did a little kid voice. I think when I was a kid. Believe me, your dog is going to be just fine. When I was a kid, the, uh, the go-to insult, and I think this was in early high school, was like, your dick's not even big enough to see the serial number or see the barcode. And you're supposed to respond with, there's a barcode? Because you didn't know that there was a barcode on the on the condom. Well, apparently, if you unroll them all the way to the end, there's a little barcode there, which means you have a short dick if you never saw the barcode. Someone said that to me, and I'm like, what? I don't think that's true. It is. So you go home, you unroll a condom all the way to the very end. 
And there's a barcode at the end. It's a tiny little barcode, yeah. You need to have like a 13-inch wiener to even see it. <laughs> you got to have a Costco wiener? Your response, by the way, is your mom doesn't make me wear them, so I, have, I don't know. Okay. I fucked her raw, dog. Yay, yay. Then you yeah. go, blocka, blocka, blocka. And they get your ass beat by a senior. <laughs> hey, that may have been a junior or senior who was saying that to us as freshmen. We were like, what? I didn't even know what a cop, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've been in high school four days. Someone's telling me I got a short wiener. <laughs> I felt like Butters from South Park. He says, my wiener's small. <laughs> if you got problems with condoms, irritation, it's not uncommon to have a latex allergy. Oh, no, nah, that's where you need to go sheepskin or not at all. Right? Uh-huh. Like, I've got a latex allergy, baby. Yeah. yeah, because you're made out of money. I remember the difference between a regular condom from when I was a kid and and the lambskin condom from when I was a kid, and one was clearly more expensive than the other. (laughs) I could afford sex twice this week. Yeah, Hey, the price difference was fine. I I said, you know what? The price difference is big enough that I'll learn to live with this rash that I get. If I do, in fact, get a rash, I'll learn how to live with it. Nice cover. Now pay... I'm not paying 13 bucks for a condom. Plus, remember you got to college, and they couldn't wait to hand you mountains of free condoms? Not one of those was a lambskin rubber. No. Like, no, no, those aren't free. I got 50 cents I can burn at the Kermagee gas station bathroom, or $17 for fucking lambskin. So I can can go to bed with a girl who has no idea what she's doing either. (laughs) Where are you going? I'm taking my lambskins down to the river to beat them against rocks and wash them out for the next time. Sensitivity is a problem. Lack hey, of sen- I can't feel nothing. Uh, lack of sensation is a common complaint, especially, uh, especially when the condom is tight-fitting. Uh, they say a few drops of water-based lube in the tip will help things move along from there. Got a problem with condoms breaking? Why do you think condoms break? And again, it goes back to the commercials that we see. You know, people put them on their heads and, you know... Fucking have sack races in them and shit. Um, I imagine they're like some just have to be faulty by nature, right? No, port tires. You might just have a blowout one day for no reason. It's poor storage, and you use oil-based lubes. (laughs) What do you mean? Sitting on my wallet for six years wasn't good enough? Anywhere with excessive heat will break down the latex in the condom. That Hmm. includes your wallet. Hey, they say check expiration dates. They'll exist. Oh, believe me, I know what the expiration date is. I've been keeping it. I got the calendar in my head. Don't you worry about it. They exist for a reason. One thing or another, when it comes down to lubes and condoms, stick with water-based. Oil and latex don't play well together. Another problem that we have for condoms, shopping for them. Trying to find the one that works for you. Not the embarrassment of taking it up to the counter, but finding the one that works for you. That's almost a dead issue now with Amazon, right? Uh, Yeah, that's not a problem. You just got to find the brand that works for you. Try out a few. Decide which one is best, and then that will be for you. What if you tried them all? It turns out the sleazy gas station Rough Riders were the ones that worked best. Yeah. You're like, man, she really responded to these. Like, yeah, because they're lubed with kerosene. (laughs) That my 75-cent novelty Spanish fly I got with it. Of course you got more of a reaction. <laughs> Two more times and you'll probably kill her. We'll see if they even sell Rough Rider condoms on Amazon. I don't know. Do I want this in my browser history? I don't think so. Baby, it's for the show. That's why I keep showing up. All right. Now, here's the learning portion of the podcast today. Here we go. <sighs> they do. Okay. 24 Rough Rider studded condoms will run you 13 bucks. Fifty hey. cents. It's about fifty cents a pop. Hey, for a, for thirty seven dollars, you can get a hundred and forty four. 
My God, that's a lifetime of rough riding. <laughs> Am I going to outlive my condoms? Probably not. All right, here's your guide to non-monogamy. We've learned a lot, you know, everything on the podcast from Dirty Old Fat Kid to, you know, the live podcast that we did. Yeah, he told us what cuck queening was, and we had no idea. Yeah, it, uh, it, it says right here, if you haven't spent any time on a dating app recently, it's safe. Uh, it's a safe bet that you've seen more and more profiles of people f- professing to be non-monogamous. On the surface, that may make you think that they just want to play the field and see other people while they're saying you, but it's not that simple anymore. Here are some of the variants that can fall under non-monogamous categories. All right? Polyamory. What is that? I've heard of that. It's when you can have another boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Acknowledges a human being's ability to love more than one person deeply and meaningfully at the same time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not a sex thing. It's like an actual relationship thing. Yeah, swinging. Non-monogamy, swinging refers to changing partners with other couples, but also inviting uh, groups and singles into the mix as well. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that. uh, Hierarchy. uh, Polyamory. It's an arrangement mm. where an arrangement where some relationships are prioritized <laughs> all over others. So if you love this person, you can also love this person, but you just don't love this person as much as you love this person. Well, what's and the you point of this- that? You're going to make the other person feel shitty, right? Yeah, like, I know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm the lower tier. One day I hope to work my way up to the top tier. Right. For example, they, the couple might reach out to a third, but the couple remains the priority. Oh. Okay, what's, that makes sense. What's polyfidelity? I'm going to take a swing at this and say it's with your when more than one person, but it's only like with those two people. It's a group of people who remain faithful to the group. Oh, so you got like close. Yeah, you got like eight people, and uh, we keep it. Yeah, we we keep it into this circle here, but nobody can step outside the circle. Monopoly relationship. What's that? Monopoly. Oh, this is sad. One person might be doing the poly thing. But the other is a <laughs> monopoly. Uh, please, Lord, let me be the poly. But please, er- let me be the poly. Oh. But everybody's cool with it. I'm the mono. There we go. Cuckolding. We know what that is. Woman controls the sexual dynamic of the relationship. She's allowed to have relations out uh, relations outside the relationship. It says in some instances, she might even force him to watch. I don't care what you do with your own time, but for Christ's sakes, don't don't make me have to watch. Hey, one of the wildest Craigslist ads that I've ever read in my entire life was here in town, and it was right before they took the personals off of Craigslist, but I think you and I even laughed about it at the time. The woman was posting, and she wanted someone to drive up to her driveway between the hours of like 3 and 5 a.m. when it was still dark, chirp their horn twice, and she would send her husband out wearing only a diaper to suck you off, and then you'd send... You'd bust a nut in his mouth and then send him back inside. That's so and crazy then, specific. And then you could leave, but all I could th- think was that morning, but it was between three and five, I woke up and I was like, I wonder if somewhere there's a guy in a diaper right now blowing a complete complete stranger while his wife was like, yep, this is what I'm into. So weird. Super weird. And, what? I, and you know how the chain of events that need to happen for you two to get to that spot? 
if you're that guy sitting there on the couch in the front room in the diaper and it's quiet and you know it's between three and five, I bet with those two chirps of the horn, I, ah! <laughs> hey, it's, it's between three and five. You're getting a four, 440, 445. Like, I think I'm oh, going to make it. Sweet Jesus, I made it. And here comes fucking <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ten of four rolls. And you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Time to eat the dicks. <laughs> My other thought was, wow, what if you drive by and the car's already in the driveway? Can you circle the block a couple times and then get in line? Or how does that work? You got to chirp twice every time you drive by. Hey, that was, that was one of those things I read one time, and I, I was like, holy shit. That was one of the, it raises the bar. Like, I had no idea that level of weirdness and no, bizarre yeah. play. <clears throat> the Guide to Non-Monogamy. What is a V? V-E-E. Bob, Bob and Lisa are partners. And Lisa and Diane are partners. But Bob and Diane can be friends, but they cannot be partners. Oh, so she's with another woman, and you can be friends with her, but you can't fuck her. Right. Well, that sounds a little one-sided. I mean, it's better than nothing, I suppose. What's a monogamish relationship? Is that you maybe can, like, get head from somebody on occasion that's nope. not your wife? No, nope. means you're missing a tooth. Monogamish, <laughs> you're missing a tooth. Okay. It's close to monogamy, but agreed-upon rules outside activity are established, like visiting a sex worker oh. is okay, or hooking up on business trips is okay, or making out is acceptable, but nothing more. My wife would be like, yeah, business trips, Warren, go nuts, knowing full well that you're the only person I go anywhere with on business. Solo poly, uh, polyamory. They don't want to be a part of a traditional couple or throuple, and they emphasize their own. Uh, that's just them doing their own thing. What is? Uh-oh. So you're just single, but they're calling it solo polyamory. Yeah, they're just they're throwing all kinds of things out here. They're pretty basic. Don't what? try to church it up, dirt. You're alone. Well, they're trying to church this one up too to make you feel better. Relationship anarchy. There are no rules. There are no rules. There are no, there's no differences between romantic and non-romantic relationships. That doesn't sound like anything at all. No, I'm just out there tearing it around, doing what I want. That's essentially what that's saying. So this woman, her name is Vicky. She and her boyfriend started ba- uh, dating back in 2020. All right. After bumping into each other in the supermarket, they live apart but still maintain a happy relationship, except for one problem. Vicky says her boyfriend... (laughs) She has a guy pulling into her driveway every morning between 3 and (laughs) 5. And every morning I say, who's that? She says, oh, someday, someday you'll understand. Vicky says her boyfriend can get up to 100 erections a day. All right, that's the puddliest brag I've ever heard. Whether it's morning wood, going shopping, hiking, sitting on the couch, or just getting ready for bed, Lucas thinks everything, you know, 100 boners a day is normal. And he's happy to be with a woman, he says, sets him on fire every time he sees her. She wants to know. Good for you. This is like the couple that comes to work and they've got hickeys. She wants to know. All right, calm it down. We all fuck. Uh, she wants to know if this is normal for him to get 100 erections every day. She does say that his constant need for sex does sometimes cut into her life. I imagine it probably does. And I, I don't think he gets 100 erections a day. I think that might be a problem. I think that might be a thing. What do they call that? Priapism? Yeah. When it gets hard, it just won't stop. Does it ever go away? Well, yeah, after it's done and then it comes right back. I don't know if that's right, man. The dude goes into the hospital. He's got some stomach pains. He's like, oh, doctor, my, my stomach is killing me. 
They couldn't figure out what was wrong with the guy, so they did an x-ray. They found, guess what? Guess what? He had swallowed something. He did not. Oh, no. They found a steel cup in his stomach. Like a camping cup? The cup was the size of his hand, and it had to be removed Saturday, last Saturday, during surgery. Hey, the size of his hand, that's like those one, those ones with the carabiner that you clip onto your camping stuff. Yep. He put it up his ass? Doctors say the man got extremely drunk with three strangers, and somehow... <laughs> hey, with three strangers. That hmm. cup wound up in his stomach after being inserted into the man's ass. It says either by himself or by strangers. <laughs> did I ask for it, or did you do it to me after I fell asleep? By the way, the strangers were gone by the time he sobered up. <laughs> Still had the cup up his ass, though. Strangers were gone. Uh, All right, this is a sad story. How do you, I mean, do you do it sideways? Is it like <clears throat> cup end first? I have no idea. On la uh, last Friday, there's a fella. His name is Michael. Michael uh, plays rugby in Australia. He was acquitted of domestic violence charges after his former fiance, Kara, declined to testify against him. What makes this story so interesting? Well, it was that Michael was close to death because of some circumstances surrounding an accusation. Hmm. He testified that he had lost... Two and a half liters of blood after punching through a window. The punch, he says, was a reaction to walking into the living room and catching his girlfriend, at now his ex-girlfriend, with a mouthful of one of his teammates. Oh, I can't kiss you after that. How would you like to say that in a court of law when you're trying to fight against domestic violence charges? They're like, what? She had a mouthful of my friend? So I punched the window and lost a shitload of blood? She had a mouthful of one of his teammates, who he says is also his best friend. Doesn't sound like best friend stuff right there, but okay. It sounds like a one-sided best friendship. Yeah. Michael says he understands why his rage led concerned neighbors to call authorities, and that led into the domestic charges because he was freaking out. Of course, they found him bloodied, battered, but they did manage to save his life. He was close to death when they arrived. But they saved him. Uh, he does say... Um, he saved him. He recovered so he could save mouthful of my friend. Right. How embarrassing. How did you find them? She had a, she had a mouthful of him. Uh, he says that since the incident, he has sought help and he's turned his life around for the better, which uh, also includes breaking up with the girlfriend. And probably not talking to the best friend again. I would like to hope not. So there you go. There's the, there's the worst person on the planet. Mostly out of pity because he's got to get up in front of people and say, yeah, she was she blow him. blowing him. Yep. She was orally copulating. Giving him the business. He's just standing there with his hands on his <laughs> hip. Well, thanks for checking out the podcast this week. <clears throat> you can stay up to date with every episode. Also stay up to date all things JLNK. Uh, that includes all the social media links, the videos, and, of course, every episode. Here's your freaking podcast with the Jason Lee and Clark Show, and we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.